self-awareness and being present are the starting points to your healing journey. Let's learn more about this. Building spirituality, family, health, and business. This is The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant. Good afternoon, Giant Builders. Today, my special guest is Yvonne Hefka. <laughs> I get it right? <laughs> yeah, you got it right. <laughs> Her business is called Insightful Out. And she is a mental health service. Mm-hmm. Helps people with trauma, nervous system regulations, anxiety, depressions. I think this is kind of things that describe almost everybody these days. Almost, yes. Yeah. <laughs> the majority. I, I do specialize in addiction. That's a big passion of mine. So, um, but yes, it's really mainly the, uh, I'm a trauma specialist and this is all coming under that big umbrella. Uh, behind every addiction is a trauma. So um, mm-hmm. I definitely go there. And the anxiety, depression are all um, responses to certain experiences we had in our life. So, yeah. yes. So how did you get into this business? Well, I've been a nurse for ooh, close to 30 years now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Saying that number sounds old <laughs> and old. Um, so, yeah. So I've always been in the medical profession and always been working with, um, yeah, people. And um, about... I think it was 2016 when I felt uh, something's got to shift. Something is not quite adding up where I am in my life. And at that point, I started to um, work at a drug and alcohol recovery unit in the hospital where I was working. So part-time, I did, um, yeah, so part-time nursing hours and um, the other half I spent with patients group facilitation i'm a yoga teacher as well and certified breath coach so we brought all this yeah nervous system regulation this bottom-up approach um allowing people to feel the feelings and not run away um yeah beside my psychology study i undertook at that time so and i just fell in love with it and i fell in love with my patients seeing the shifts and the emotional release they really allowed themselves to experience um, and not just run away and numb and bottle up all um, the the painful experiences they had. Yeah, I I really found my passion in that. And I developed over the years um, different modalities for myself and incorporated it into my approach with one-to-one and group work. And that was really, yeah, how it all evolved. And I explored more and more into that area. And now I, yeah, have my own practice. I uh, do a lot of telehealth so I can help people overcoming those um, trauma responses they have developed, like anxiety, depression, addictive behaviors, substance use, um, well, all over the world. So, yes. Yeah. That's how it all evolved. And so much of that trauma, as we have been through this COVID thing, it's just overwhelming. 
Absolutely. And I see that that collective trauma we are experiencing uh, on, yeah, on a global level. I, I do see it, I see that massively and that increase in, well, in mainstream media, they like to call it the, the mental health crisis. But um, what, what I see is really, well, what has happened over the last two years, that complete disconnect we, we get. And well, as you know, and many of your listeners, we are social animals. We we crave connection, uh, belonging. You know, we want to find our tribe. And um, it's it was really, really hard for a lot of people. It took a big toll on a lot of people over the last couple of years in particular to not being allowed to connect, to go out and socialize and um, exchange experiences and find support and help. So um, it it took a big toll. Yes. 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 So what does a first meeting look like with you? So um, the first meeting with me looks like we, of course, we talk about and establish what has happened, what um, are people's concern, what they're dealing with, their symptoms, um, and also establishing what they want to change what what is it they see changing in their life what do they want to make a difference in what area of their life i do use um, different techniques as well to uh, like assessment tools so i do follow a certain structure with a testing sheet i have and um, I borrow a bit of muscle testing from kinesiology to establish, okay, are there any trapped emotions we are holding on to that block us and resist us to move forward in our life? Um, we I use the muscle testing to look for limiting beliefs we have created around us through traumatic experiences, through nervous system um, dysregulation, because we, we, we as humans are very brilliant in running away and bottling up painful experience and I said no 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 I don't want to go there I don't want to feel it but it is so important to uh, give us self-permission and allow to feel the feelings to experience what is happening because any traumatic experience is happening on the body in the body not in the mind you know we don't talk ourselves in and out of um trauma and traumatic experiences uh, on a conscious level so um yeah so that's the part first part of the session we really establish you know where we are at what's going on underneath the surface and then the second part of the session is the healing part where we go and find the root cause of all this so what i've seen very often with people uh, especially with addiction, but also with anxiety and depression, is uh, we like to put a bandaid over it. So temporarily, um, yes, it has its place with taking some medita- medication, but long term, uh, the majority of people do not find the relief they are looking for, mm-hmm. and um, quite often, especially in the traditional um, psychology um, therapy, and I've been trained in it, and I've seen it has its place and it works well in certain situations but long term especially when we're dealing with trauma um, then it's really just with talk therapy we asking people we put a band-aid on over a broken leg and mm-hmm. ask them to work. so um, <laughs> and this is really something it's 
is not making the change long term they they are seeking the relief from from that pain from that discomfort so yeah so the healing part is really going into the subconscious unconscious mind establishing what's going on so it's very similar to hypnotherapy um with the difference where people are still in the driver's seat. So you're still in control. You're still talking to me. I'm asking you questions. And we just establish where we are at. And we're just asking the unconscious, subconscious mind for permission to go to the root cause. And we're working the, with the emotions and release them right there and now um, where the, the root causes of their symptoms. So we got to stop managing symptoms. We got to heal the root causes of it. Yeah. So do most people really know or understand where they want to be? Um, not in the beginning. They they might have, you know, they tap into possibly memories they, they had of certain experiences. I found that the more, so with subsequent sessions, we actually go really deep. And the majority of my, my clients are very surprised when they suddenly go into previous generations for example so that generational trauma um that we may have carried on uh, past lives i had people going into past lives and they didn't even believe in past lives and when i started out with uh root cause therapy that's one of the modalities i'm using um i didn't believe in past lives and now I, I do still uh receive my own sessions because you know, I want to make sure I'm I'm all all good on all levels, and uh, I do my own healing, and I, I'll yeah walk my talk. So, um, and I went into past lives and previous sessions, and I said, but I don't believe in it. I said it doesn't matter. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. energetically, you know. Um, so yeah, I um, I don't quite often. I don't even mention that you might go in past lives. I just work with the client. What comes up in the session. They guide the session. This is this is your session, and this is uh, I work with what what's coming our way in the session. So, and um, yeah, that is really interesting. How some people think, oh yeah, I know where to go, and that is all memory, and and then bang, suddenly the unconscious said, well, I've got something else for you. <laughs> <laughs> when when they come to sessions, the Sometimes they feel quite exhausted afterwards and mm -hmm. tired, mm -hmm. which I always, it, it is called the healing hangover. So, and I say to people, just don't try even to make sense of it because it is that analogy of the iceberg where we've got the conscious mind just on the top of the surface, mm -hmm. uh, a tiny small bit of us, of our levels of uh, different levels of our mind. And then underneath the surface, you've got this big part that, that is basically running your life. So through the healing and when you allow your, you're starting on that healing journey and releasing emotions that have been trapped and blocked you from moving forward, the through, throughout the healing session, we unpack all that. It's like peeling the onion, you know, the layers of an onion. Mm -hmm. And um, your body is just trying to catch up. It's almost like an emotional detox. <laughs> so, um, and this is quite important um, for people to understand that it, it does take time. It's not a quick fix, you know, like pop a pill and I'm good. And to really 
peeling layer by layer off it it does require a bit of work and sometimes feeling sensations get worse before they can get better um and sometimes you just move really slowly through it but is that allowing yourself to unfold whatever is unfolding and let it be there and sit with it so the other part and the other important thing i teach my clients is to regulate tools to regulate their nervous system whenever they meet a challenge or a trigger that they don't have this overarching quick fight and flight response or freeze and fawn whatever um it's uh, is their capacity to to deal with nervous system responses and we well i teach them tools uh resourcing and anchoring which is um borrowed a bit parts of it from the polyvagal therapy uh, theory so um yeah these are all important practical tools i give my clients as well so on the way in between sessions uh, i get them to practice certain things and um so the tools are there when you really need it so yes so how would we recognize somebody who might be in a trauma situation or an addiction situation? Are there signs that we should watch for? Um, well, there's a repetitive behaviors. And especially when we see people, the behaviors they're presenting, the symptoms they are presenting are either harmful um, or they deteriorating. There's some constant sort of, regrets is a big one as well or even if they express they feel shameful that they did that and um guilt is a big big thing especially in trauma when um yeah taking the things that has happened in the past taking that on board and saying oh it was probably all my fault and i shouldn't have done that and um this this is really something i would yeah, I would look out for even if you when you hang out at the barbie with, with friends and they talk about and gosh, I'm feeling overly anxious. I don't know why I, I want to stop that. Sometimes people express really interesting things that, um, well, eating, you know, that's that's another thing that they say, oh gosh, I had this, you know, tub of ice cream and I was devouring it completely i don't even know why and now i'm regretting it these these are all little signs and symptoms so what's going on i would always question it's it's not what you do but it's why you are doing it why is this happening and it's happening on an unconscious level because when you had that tub of ice cream in that situation in that moment you didn't think oh okay let me think about so i'm eating this ice cream now <laughs> you know and why am i doing it you you <laughs> yeah. don't do that consciously the, the, there's some urge some something your nervous system giving you signals you need that it's that either survival response or, or whatever is coming up underneath the surface and this is this is um those are little signs and uh, and of course when people express it openly and say oh i keep drinking that glass of wine that bottle of wine every night and uh, i feel like i can't stop it i don't know why mm -hmm. so these are all these little um well little if it comes to alcohol is probably a big sign yeah. to um yeah any moment where you find yourself not being able to stop 
and then regrets coming later or you you have physical symptoms already then um yeah that's always always question okay where is that coming from why am i doing it why am i self-sabotaging myself so i think yeah. things like alcohol and drugs just seem like addictions that we kind of know to look for or mm. kind of have is there any type of addictions that are kind of like kind of sneak in um toxic relationships is okay. something as well to um there, there could be that little bit of yeah story behind it mm. attracting people into our lives that suck all the energy out of us or harm us emotionally mentally physically financially in in any way um i think oh i don't feel this doesn't feel right mm -hmm. but you can't put your finger on and it's that repeating yeah loop that's yeah. slowly going on and yeah even when you get out of a relationship and I think that was really yeah no good they didn't respect me they didn't love me they didn't support me whatever it was and then bang you're thinking back and there's another relationship and you think, hold on i've been there before what's going on here so that that is um certainly um one thing that's um sort of quite often sneaking up on people and they realizing um through over the years that Looking back, I think I've been from one toxic relationship to another. Keep or doing even, it. Yes, and keep keep doing it. And I was like, well, so hold on a second, what's happening here? Or even just jumping, even if it's not a toxic, toxic relationship, but going from one relationship to another and seeking certain people out unconsciously, unwittingly. Um, that's yeah, those are the, the little things that could sneak in without being consciously aware of. Mm -hmm. Um yeah. So yeah, there, there are certain things that um, there is that mindfulness part. We now I do talk about and teach people um, to to become more mindful. What is to raise that awareness? What is going on mm -hmm. in life? Really, what does it feel like? Is that really aligned with who I am? We are so surrounded by a lot of noise and. But coming to those still being present moments where you suddenly realize, what's what's going on here? I, I feel very differently to all the other things that is around me. People tell me I should do, I shouldn't do. Um, I should be in my life like that. Um, you know, all, all these things we've been taught and preconditioned. But checking in with yourself in in still moments where you are not surrounded by that noise, mm -hmm. you start listening and become aware of, hmm, I value de different things. I This is not really what I believe in. Yeah. And yeah, so little things like that, that yeah. can become bigger and bigger. Um, our, our body and nervous system is such a, such a clever uh, thing, but we got to start listening to the messages that, we get sent so yeah and then those are the things i yeah talk to people about and establish observe and explore what is going on it, it is a bit of a discovery and a bit of a journey uh we all yeah realize in our life 
I'm sure that people who are in these types of situations are going to be kind of defensive. Is there a way to approach them and to like say, hey, maybe you should give Yvonne a call? <laughs> yes, yes. Um, well, so, certainly. The, the the thing with defense, so defense is another trauma response. Mm-hmm. And this is this is another mechanism, another um, adaptation we have learned to um, certain experiences uh, in the past. And you, I can. I always say to people, yes, we can point them into the right direction. And I'm here to hold your hands, to support you. And I can certainly open the door. But at the end of the day, you do the walking. I cannot make the horse drink. And if people got to come to that realization, something is off, something I want to change. I don't know how, but I feel this cannot go on forever and a day, this will really affect my life, my health, my relationships, my work, my business. Um, yeah. So this is really a, a realization and a journey everyone does for themselves. And yeah, you can say, hey, is there something you need help with, you need support with, Um it's it's okay to be defensive. It is a it is a response, mm-hmm. but I would always question: How is that helping you in your life? Mm-hmm. How is that helping you to move forward, to live your life to your fullest potential, peaceful, loving, joyful life? Are you really living that, or do you feel? angry all the time, ashamed, guilt, sadness, um, whatever, you know, emotions are coming up uh, in, a, in a negative, low vibrational sense. And yeah, just get them to question what is going on. And yeah, if, of course, if someone is completely on, oh, it's all rubbish, what you're saying, I'm fine. They eventually, if if the time is right and it's, it's, um, meant to be they they will wake up and feel uh i think i'm kidding myself here this is this is i'm not okay so yeah but you can't force people so it's uh, right. it has to come from them and um and I, I do see that um a few times before i have seen it in the past that especially younger people uh in their 20s and I say oh my family said i should see someone and should get some help <laughs> and i say well i always ask what do you see what do you want Mm-hmm. What, what, how would you describe your life? And um, yeah, yes, quite often I say, oh, yeah, I've been doing silly things and bitter rebellious and, you know, <laughs> whatever comes up. Um, and then we can go from there. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I can only open the door. Mm-hmm. I cannot do the walking. Yeah. <laughs> Any closing thoughts? Well, my favorite quote is, um, it's Dr. John Martini said it, um, be the master of your destiny, not the victim of your history. You can be the circuit breaker. And if you need help and support, there are people out there who do amazing work. Seek help. Oh, great. All right. Well, John Builders, we're going to put Yvonne's contact information below. So if you know 
a family member or a friend who might have an addiction, you might share this podcast with them. So thank thank you so much for having me. Oh, yes. (laughs) Have a great day. You too. Thank you. Thank you for listening. This has been The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant.